Goldie busts out of his slump and Wainwright escapes the devil's lair on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Happern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Before we get started today, um, I don't know if you guys are picking this up at all, but they are working on the uh, carpets in my building. And so if you hear a, a humming in the background, that is what that is. Uh, that is them shampooing rugs and doing stuff like that. So apologies if uh, that distracts anybody. So let's move on. Let's talk about what happened. After Monday's disappointing loss, the Cardinals were back on the diamond on Tuesday night in a place that Adam Wainwright does not enjoy pitching at. And for good reason. He's had a horrible, horrible track record at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, which was well chronicled in yesterday's episode. So if you want to see and hear how bad it's been, be sure to check yesterday's episode out real quick. Um, just know that he's he's coming into the into the game on Tuesday night. He had one win at Great American Ballpark since 2014 with an ERA over five. Okay, so very non-Wayno numbers for a guy whose career ERA is under three and a half. And it's been so bad that the Cardinals right-hander has dubbed Great American Ballpark the Devil's Lair. That's what he calls it. So on Tuesday night, he was open to, I don't know, exercise the Great American Ballpark demons, if you will. Um, and he kind of did. He kind of did. We, we don't know if this will be the last time Wayno takes the mound in Cincinnati, but if it is, at least he went out with the W. Wayno throws five and two-thirds innings. He allows five runs on eight hits, one of them a home run, and only gets two strikeouts while walking one. Not exactly a line from the heavens <laughs> for a starting pitcher, but it was enough to get the win as the rest of the Cardinals' bullpen was able to blank the Reds over the final three and a third innings. Uh, tip of the cap to Chris Stratton. Damn glad to meet you, who finished off the sixth inning for Wayno, who had runners on first and second and two outs when he unwillingly exited the ball game. Stratton strikes out Kevin Newman to squash the rally at a, at a huge time in the game where things were starting to tilt into the Reds' favor. So um, great job there by Chris Stratton coming in to uh, knock that out. Um, Gallegos, clean inning in the eighth inning, but things did get a little hairy in the ninth when Ryan Helsley came on, a, a move that to be honest, shocked me, shocked me that Ryan Helsley came into this game back-to-back -back nights. He had just thrown 23 pitches the previous night and took the loss in extra innings. On Tuesday, Helsley had to throw 27 more pitches, and this is after he breezed through the first two hitters. Didn't really have a problem with them, but then it was a single, and then back-to-back -back walks. Bases are now loaded before getting Jonathan India to uh, ground into that fielder's choice at second base to win the game. I was very nervous. <laughs> when I saw Helsley come out, I was like, oh, boy. 
And uh, I was a little, I, 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 I was shocked. And again, Ali Marble, not in the game at this point. He had already been ejected from this one. So um, it was uh, Joe McEwing who was making the calls there. But um, in the end, it worked out. But obviously, you probably won't see Housley tonight. Probably not tomorrow either. Uh, nice little nugget from this game is the Cardinals have now improved to 6-0 with a 4.16 ERA in the six games that Wilson Contreras has caught since being reinstated as the primary catcher on May 15th. They're undefeated now with him behind the plate since then. And I'm not saying that as a knock on Kisner. I'm saying it more as a, uh, hey, good for you, Willie, like a pat on the back there to uh, to him and to the staff for fixing whatever communication problems or whatever was going on. It seems that they've kind of mended that fence, and that, that seems to be going just fine now. But whatever the problem was um, before all of that went down, where now it seems like they all trust him and we're okay. Uh, the win was only the second for Wainwright in Cincinnati in his last 11 starts there, dating back to the start of the 2016 season. The other one came in 2019 in a game when the Cardinals scored 13 runs so that Adam could get the win. In those 11 starts, Wainwright has allowed a combined 50 earned runs in 52 and a third innings, and his post-game interview with Bally's was, was pretty darn amusing. I, I have to admit, I tweeted it out last night. The whole thing is, uh, is available there, but just to give you a little excerpt, and because of you know copyright and stuff, I'm not allowed to play the interview for you, or I would, but I'll, I'll read it to you. As he partially joked about how tough it's been for him pitching in Cincinnati, quote, I'm finding ways to give up runs right now. Two outs, nobody on, blue pit, double. I did that a couple times tonight. All the bloops were followed by extra base hits, and that's because this place is from the devil. And I will dust my sandals off and move on from this place, but we did win the game. And that, you know, he's saying it, and he's he's smiling while he's saying stuff like that. Uh, I even leaned over to my mom, who was at the game with me last night, when India's bloop, single fell into right field in between first and uh, right field in the first inning. I even turned to her and I go, now watch, now watch. That's going to come around and score because that's what happens to Wainwright and the Cardinals in this ballpark. And lo and behold, it did. Lo and behold, it did. And for some reason, balls like that just tend to fall. They The balls that normally are caught end up finding holes. Weak fly balls like that just reach the first row of the stands against them in Cincinnati. Like they'll end up being like lazy fly balls. All of a sudden they're a home run there. It's weird. It's really, really weird how things uh, can change a great American ballpark. And it seems to happen to the Cardinals a lot. And I've watched a lot of games at great American ballpark and I've seen them play other teams. And it's weird how it happens to the Cardinals more than anybody else. It's infuriating to watch it happen over and over and over again. So I fully understand Wainwright's frustrations. Now, when asked if this was his last start at Great American Ballpark, uh, Wainwright responded, one can only hope, <laughs> which got a big laugh from the reporters around him. At least he kept uh, the, the humor up and, 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 and you know was lighthearted about it all because it has not been a lot of fun for him to pitch at that ballpark. So maybe this was the last time we see him there. Um, he's had a tough time in the past. And I'm just glad Adam was able to have some fun and walk away with a W in maybe his last time on the mound there. So um, following the win, the uh, Cardinals, uh, you know, going back and looking at things, it appears that maybe they've got their NL MVP swinging the bat well again. So we're going to have more on Goldie's big night and the ridiculous ejection of Nolan Arenado coming up on Locked on Cardinals. 
Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to 200 bucks. So if you don't know how exactly how much you're spending every month, you need to start using Rocket Money because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. And it's going to monitor your spending, helps you lower your bills all in one place. It's it's like that, that guardian angel when it comes to your money and your bank account, just to make sure you're staying on track with what you should be spending your money on instead of forgetting about all the stuff you are losing valuable funds to each and every month. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they've completely forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. So like the Stars app, just to watch one show or whatever it is, HBO Max or whatever one you're, you're subscribed to or the free gaming trial that you forgot to actually cancel, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find those subscriptions for you. And any of them that you don't want to pay for anymore, you just hit the cancel button and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Over 30 or over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. That's a lot of money. You can use that on, I don't know, going to the ballpark to see the Cardinals instead. So save your money. Stop throwing it away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions. Manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. The Cardinals are on the road to face the Reds once again tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Uh, we do have a day game tomorrow, so tomorrow's show will not come out until after the game is over. So that'll happen tomorrow night so we can recap kind of the whole series and move on to uh, their weekend uh, the, ahead of them. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. But again, after, after the game, which is a, a, an early afternoon one. All right, back to last night's game. And there were two things that took place on the offensive side of uh, the game for the Redbirds that I want to focus on here. One, we saw Paul Goldschmidt's bat wake up from its little mini slumber that it's been on. And two, the ejection of Nolan Arenado and manager Ali Marmel. So let's start with the reigning NL MVP, Mr. Paul Goldschmidt whose struggles recently we've discussed on this show in the first two episodes of this week. No player is immune to slumps in a season, right? So, some have longer ones than others, but it happens to every single player in the league at some point or another. On May 7th, the Cardinals had lost eight in a row. We're the most confusing team in baseball because nobody could figure out why they were losing so much. They were the talk of the league, but for all the wrong reasons. And on that day, Paul Goldschmidt single-handedly said, enough is enough. He goes four for five, three home runs, four RBIs against the Detroit Tigers at Bush Stadium to snap the losing streak. But since that day, he hasn't been all that great. The Cardinals have been one of the better teams in baseball, winning 12 of their next 16, 16 games on that day. Paul Goldschmidt's batting average was at 321, seven home runs, 20 RBIs were his numbers. Since that day, the team has taken off as a whole, but Goldie has slid into a slump. Over the span of the next 14 games, he's had no home runs, just three RBIs, and his average dipped down to 288. Now, it's not like Goldie hasn't been productive in other ways. It's not like he hasn't been helping this team offensively. He's been getting pitched around a lot, walking 14 times in that span, at the same time, he has still contributed 10 hits. He scored 12 times. And for a normal player, that's fantastic. But for a player like Paul Goldschmidt, that's a slump. You know, 
And that, that's just how good he is. So last night, he got the offense going with a solo blast in the first inning. And uh, it was his eighth of the year. Very nice to see him get going right away. And then I kid you not, I'm in the stands with my wife on my left, my mom on the right. And the top of the third is getting ready to start. My mom says to me, I think, I think Goldie's going to hit another one. And I said, okay. Uh, I opened up the dial a Homer hamburger phone that we had with us. We've had it both games so far and said, punch it in, punch it in. And I recorded her doing it, which you can see on our Twitter page. And then I pushed send on Twitter, pushed it out there. At that very moment, as I'm screwing around with my phone, trying to get this tweet out there, that's when Newt Bar, who was leading off the third inning, grounds back to Ashcraft for the first out. I didn't even see the play. I just saw him throw him out at first place because I was too busy trying to get this thing out there because I wanted to get the dinger dialed up before Goldie came up because she felt really strong about it. I was like, all right, well, let's do that. Five pitches later, Paul Goldschmidt smacks his ninth home run of the season, an opposite field shot. And you would have thought we'd won the lottery <laughs> or something. Just the way we both jumped up. We're like, yeah. And unfortunately, last night, we were on the first base side. And uh, over there, 95% Reds fans. There was not a lot of Cardinal fans on our side. They all sit on the Cardinals uh, side on the third base side behind the dugout. So uh, none of them really shared in our enthusiasm of what had just happened. Most of them are looking at us like, why do they have a hamburger phone? My mom literally called the Goldie shot on a hamburger phone in the stands moments before it happened it was good times i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it because i even said to her i was like you know he already hit one though so why would you pick him again she did it goldie almost hit a third one later in the game when he lined out to the wall in right center that one he hit 389 feet away it was an out that fly out or line out because it was a missile was actually longer than his two home runs they went 384 and three 58 respectively, and that's just baseball. Uh, Goldschmidt now has 19 career home runs in 54 games at Great American Ballpark. That's the third most among active players, trailing the Yankees' Anthony Rizzo, who just hit two home runs there over the weekend, and the Pirates' Andrew McCutcheon. Now, the two long balls also increased the team's total in the month of May to 38. That's the most they have hit in the month since hitting 42 in May of 2012. They have seven games left in this month, and the franchise record for home runs in the month of May is 45, set back in 2000. So they got a good chance at uh, at breaking that record. Obviously, getting Goldie rolling again, that's huge for this lineup. Uh, I would get, again, I would love to see, I just, someday, can we get Goldie and Arenado on the same page at the same time? That's what I'm waiting for. I, I would love to see those two just destroy the opposition for a couple of weeks together. But speaking of Arenado, in that same third inning that Goldie hit his uh, hit dinger number two, he got ejected. Nolan Arenado gets ejected along with manager Ali Marmel. I want to give you my thoughts on this ejection, and we'll do a quick preview of what's going to go on in tonight's game on Locked on Cardinals. Now we're inching towards summer, which means more outdoor activities like golf, barbecues, swim parties, Little League and professional baseball games, trips to the amusement park. You're going to go to Six Flags this year? Probably. There's a lot of things that are going to go on. And you want a pair of shorts or pants, depending on what you want, that gives you the fit, the comfort, and the versatility to handle all of these activities. And that's why you need to try bird dogs. I played 18 holes the other day in my new bird dogs. Worm of white ones out there on the course. It was a, a charity outing. So I wanted to look presentable. 
going to be taking a lot of pictures with people to, uh, you know, a lot of people out there, a lot of people I want to impress, make sure I'm making good connections. But at the same time, when you're out there playing 18 holes, you got to be comfortable too, because you're coming in and out of the golf court. You're moving around. If you're like me and you're not on the fairway all the time, you got all, you're going off into the woods sometimes. My bird dogs are perfect for occasions just like that. I'll be wearing them to the game tonight. My favorite thing about them is the stretchy fabric that is flexible with whatever I'm doing. You know, they don't, when you sit down, they don't bunch up, look all odd and weird when I sit down like other shorts can. I'm never pulling on them or tugging on them, trying to, to make them fit right. They always do. I can sit back, relax, enjoy the game in style and comfort. You should try them for yourself today by going to birddogs.com slash Locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they're going to hook you up with a free gift. They're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every single order. Once again, birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Try them out. The Cardinals will send Steven Matz to the mound tonight against the Reds, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Now, before we get into the preview of tonight's game, let's talk about the ejections that happened last night. And I know I know the rule, that you're not allowed to argue balls and strikes. I know this. I get it. I know why the rule is in place. But personally, I find it a bit silly that the ump can just toss a guy for saying anything about his decision-making when it comes to balls and strikes. Some umps are more lenient than others. I know that. They'll let you bark a little bit, and if a player is getting in the ump's face or you're showing up um, the umpire a bunch, I understand why you toss him, okay? Players have to learn to control their emotions as well, okay? You can't get into a guy's face, point, and make him look foolish. Like, that's that's just not cool. But last night, Nolan Arenado had some issues with a few calls against him in his first two at-bats, apparently also was upset still about a check swing call for Monday's game. And after grounding into a double play to in the third, the, the top half of the third inning for the Cardinals, he was going back across the diamond and was clearly chirping at the home plate umpire. Well, he, he, not in a, an expressive, vulgar way by any means, but still you, you could tell he was saying stuff about the ump or what uh, about the ump's calls. And you could see umpire Will Little, who was the home plate umpire last night, saying something back to Nolan as he walks across the field. He was over by the pitcher's mound. He's walking across there. And first off, I hate it when umps do that. I hate it when they do that because it, it makes it seem like they're baiting the players into getting ejected. Now, maybe, maybe Little was telling him, hey, that's enough. If you keep it up, you're gone. That's a possibility. But if umps want the players to just shut their traps, then don't acknowledge them. <laughs> Literally don't acknowledge the player, and they'll just keep strolling along. It'll be over. By saying something to the player, you're encouraging them to continue the argument or discussion further. You want the player to be quiet? Just turn your back and don't say anything to them and they'll vanish. They'll go away. Now, in this instance, Nolan, he's clearly saying something. I'm not giving him a free pass here. Clearly saying something, but he's not looking at the ump. He isn't pointing fingers at the ump. Nothing expressive. He's literally just taking his gloves off, walking next to first base coach, Stubby Clap, towards the dugouts, go get his glove, because he was the third out of the inning. 
So he's going over there to get his glove from whoever's bringing it out for him, and he's going to go take his position. But Will Little tosses him. One of the greatest players in the game right now, a guy that many of the fans, myself included, in that stadium, paid to come watch, gets tossed out in the third inning for talking out loud. Now, at this point is when Arnada rushes towards the ump to ask him why he got ejected. He's clearly pointing like, I'm over here walking away. Like, why would you throw me out? Like implying that he really wasn't doing much to to earn his removal from the game. And that's when Ollie comes sprinting over and he charges in. He gets tossed almost immediately by Little as well. Ollie went on to get his money's worth, which I enjoyed after the fact by pointing out his displeasure with uh, the home plate umpire zone there. He was showing him like, this is where you're calling him up here. And he was all upset. And I love it when if you're going to get thrown out, might as well, might as well get your screaming in, right? Here's kind of a, on YouTube, you can see a picture of what it looked like. Like he was right up in his grill. <laughs> like that is right up in his grill. And the thing is, last night, Will Little actually did a very good job behind home plate. Calling balls and strikes. Uh, his, he had a 96% accuracy rating last night. But the one call that Arnada was upset about and had an issue with, he did miss. He missed it. Calling a ball up above the strike zone to strike when it was a ball. And he only missed six out of 156 pitches last night. I mean, you will take that every single game from an umpire. That's a very good job. It's not the strike zone that I, I have a problem with. It's the quick trigger on throwing these guys out. Now, after the game, Ali said, quote, Arenado and the ump exchanged words and that he didn't think it should have been an ejection. That's what I was more mad about. But we move on. Good win. He got ejected. My guy goes, I'm going to go with him. And I dig that. I dig that, that Ali is there to protect the players. And it's unfortunate that he couldn't get there in time uh, in between them before Arenado got tossed. But again, what Nolan was doing didn't seem like it warranted an ejection or looked as if it was going to escalate that quickly to where Arenado was going to get thrown out. Or I'm sure Ali would have been out there already. I mean, Stubby Clapp wasn't even trying to pull Arenado away. They were casually walking across the diamond. I just, that, that's my problem with that ejection. I just, I don't think it was warranted. Um, I think it was a quick trigger. And I hate it when the umps make the game more about them than what the actual game is. Like, it drives me nuts. Tonight's game has the winless Stephen Matz on the hill. 0-5 so far. He's going to take on uh, veteran Ben Lively, who's 1-2 and two on the year, but has only made one start. That was actually against the Yankees this past weekend, and he threw pretty well against New York. Five and two-thirds innings, two runs on two hits. One of those was a home run by Aaron Judge, but he punched out eight, so he was pretty good. Lively has never faced the Cardinals, so the Cardinals have no book on him, really, which uh, usually spells a problem <laughs> for St. Louis, but hopefully they, they they get some tape of what happened against New York and because he's pitched another play. He's 31 years old. It's not like this guy's never pitched before, but um, not a whole lot of starts to go back and look at. Uh, in his career against Cincinnati, Mats has been very good. 4-0, ERA of 2.92. At GABP, he's 2-0 with a 3.38 ERA and three starts. Um, he was pitching very well there last year, and then he hurt his knee. And I was at that game, and that sucked. <laughs> so um, 
Hopefully things go well again tonight. No injuries. He pitches the way he did last time because he was well on his way to a victory uh, when he got hurt. So it'd be nice to see. Just be nice to see Matt's Matt's get off the schneid tonight because he has pitched better recently and uh, get that first win of the year. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast against the Reds tonight in Cincinnati with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals first pitch will be at 540 st louis time if you haven't already please give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore cardinals at a jd sports radio like and subscribe on youtube help the channel and love for the cardinals grow you guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason i'll see you next time on locked on cardinals 